Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hidden in the Thrones podcast, the show where I read the Game of Thrones books for the first time and give you my genuine reaction to the tales events. I'm your host, Gushal Mike, creator and host for this podcast and first time Game of Thrones reader. This is episode 7, lucky number 7, and I am quite literally dragging myself towards this like y'all are my friends so i can be honest with you i have not read and noted anything else in game of thrones since the last place that i stopped and i can't honestly say where's the last place that i stopped so i planned this episode and i haven't read anything further i'm literally depending on old notes and determination just because i know the statistic goes most podcasts don't make it past like 10 episodes. At this point, I'm determined to smash past that while launching other podcasts and having fun. Yes, peeps, I'm pushing, putting more pressure on myself, even though I'm not able, I'm barely juggling this initial podcast, but I am, I want to do other things. And, I, I, and I'm not, I, it's not that I'm, but I don't make it. You know what? Listen. At this point, I just refuse to be beaten. Now that I'm neck deep in this, even though I'm struggling to figure out how I can make this podcast more appealing and more fun to you guys, because I do worry about being boring a lot, and I do worry about you know just talking it off and that I'm, my content is not. And I've only just started and I'm already worried that my content isn't good enough and that you guys are already bored and all of that jazz. But I mean, obviously what would help is if you guys would just like talk back to me and God, this is really, really sad. But if I get your feedback so that you guys let me know if this is working or if it's not working, or if I'm boring out of your minds, if this is actually stuff that you want to hear. I, I I think that would kind of like help, but I'm also at the same time. I hope y'all didn't hear, not hearing my mouth noises, because <laughs> I don't have a pop stand. I'm I'm so sidelining, but I do have a pop a pop filter right now, and I'm just hoping that you guys don't hear my pop sounds. But I, anyway, the point is, um, I'm trying to make this add things, trying to add segments. And make stuff more exciting which is why i have these long little rambling talks before i get into my little opinion or whatever because i refuse to let this podcast become a statistic right i just absolutely refuse i will not stop at 10 i'm going to continue this and this is going to be a thing and i'm gonna bring it and make it a thing whether it's kicking and dragging and screaming or whatever the case is what i will say is that I don't help matters because I should have been recording over a million episodes before I go back out to work in about seven days, right? Because my vacation ends sometime this week. And um, instead, instead, what I've been doing is resting, which I know is important, and reading books on radish fiction when I should be reading stuff on Game of Thrones. Like, 
I'm not helping my own situation. Oh, and watching Bridgerton, duh, and thinking about Bridgerton way than I'm more than I should be at this point. And I'll say my remarks about Bridgerton for the next podcast. But I'm doing my preacher ramble, of course, because uh, there are things that we need to talk about. Something that I, I would like to say concerning the events of January 6th. Um, and simply because what happened the other day is, is way, 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 way more important than a show or anything like that. And I just really just would like to get my two cents and get that out of the way. But just know if you are used to listening and you're used to patronizing without me having to tell you i plan to make some changes hopefully there'll be good changes uh i might have to make some hard decisions none of which include stopping this podcast i may slow things down but um and, and when i say slow things down it means that i may either read more chapters and then bring a longer uh discussion um or nothing may change at all We'll have to see how it goes. Whatever it is, whatever it is, I will work it out. And I hope that you guys stick around to see where this podcast goes. Right. On to even more depressing news. So, unless you've been living on that mountain, we all know of the horrendous events, events that took place in the United States on Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. I'm going to try to not beat around the bush on this. What I saw absolutely disgusted me. But it also didn't. And I'll get back to the I'll probably get back to the didn't before the end. But it's so funny to me that a country, or more specifically, an administration that in the past, and in the quite recent past at that. Y'all know I have my ambiences, right? Y'all know I have my ambiences. But I'm going to try to stay on track because this is really important. And I feel like I just need to say this. Otherwise, it'll just stick in my throat. So, an administration that in the past was... That was so hard up. It's, It's so funny that an administration that was so hard up and adamant about democracy and democracy has now allowed themselves to devolve into a watery mess of destruction hooliganism and quite frankly terrorism and have desecrated the very institution that they have bullied other countries into honoring and if you're not sure how that has happened, you can just quietly go and ask Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba, and Grenada. Grenada may be a bit older. Haiti may also be a bit older. But some recent examples include Venezuela and Haiti. And if, you don't, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you can go and ask them. And here it's now. Here it is now. And... I will acknowledge that it is a select few, but here it is a number of people who in support of the institution of democracy and who were in support of undermining undermining 
other people's democracies around the world are now undermining their own democracy just because their preferred candidate was not chosen to be the next leader, quote-unquote, leader of the free world. Just because their privilege overarches the reality so much that they can't see the world for what it is. They can't see that right-thinking citizens have sent them a message. That is the majority of American personnel. There's so many other things to see, but I can't talk about each and every one of them individually because I'm trying to keep the podcast in 30 minutes. And if I go to speak about everything, I'm not gonna, I'm, it's gonna be too long, and I don't want it to be entirely too long. What I will say is this I am absolutely disgusted by the display of Donald Trump's empathizers, and I am ashamed as a human being that we have allowed stupid things like party differences and disagreements on policy to divide us. Most of all, I'm disgusted at the blatant display of white privilege after years of denial of its existence and years of gaslighting persons of color as to its existence. Because what you saw on Capitol Hill was pure white privilege. If they had been Black Lives Matter protesters, if they had been African American people, if they had been immigrants, if they had been other persons of color, Asian, uh, Asian Indian, you name it, each and every one of those persons that would have at least tried to storm up to Capitol Hill would have been dead. Or at least a lot of them would have been dead. And that is on facts. There's no denying the blatant racism that is blanket in America and its systems after the events of January 6th. None. Especially after there is evidence of one of the persons that went up to Capitol Hill on tape saying quote they're not or I'm not going to say that, that quote because these aren't her direct words but it's like so I'm going to paraphrase but she said essentially they're not supposed to be shooting at us they're supposed to be shooting Black Lives Matter They're not supposed to be shooting at us. They're supposed to be shooting at Black Lives Matter. As a world occupant, I am disgusted. I am pained. I am tired. And I am embarrassed. This is the epitome of the lowest low. And I am spent. We need to do better as a society. We need to do better as a unit. I don't know that the impeachment of Donald Trump will ever fix what is at the core 
of this ugliness. But I know it might be a good place to start. So, America, I'm taking your cue. A Caribbean woman getting in America's business. Um, do better. Just... Just do better. Hey there. All the big podcasts usually take this opportunity to talk about their sponsors. This podcast doesn't have any. But there's nothing like speaking it into existence before it happens. So, this is an ad space and this is made for the Hidden in the Thrones podcast. Now on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Anchor. heavy that was heavy i don't think we've ever gone for so long a break before but that was like that was super heavy but it needed to be said and um yeah i really hope things improve from here on out when i'm recording this um this afternoon was the procession for for the police officer who was murdered um, during the Capitol, Capitol Hill riots. And, um, yeah, it just felt, it was just, it, it's just, I don't know how to be, how to walk past that and just not, um, how to just ignore that. So, I didn't. And, um, but hopefully... My thoughts, when you guys hear my thoughts, we can we can move past that. And I really hope that, you know, everybody does better in the end. So, the next two chapters that we're going to discuss are concerning... Uh, this viewpoint is from Robert Baratheon's standpoint, and I believe it was Tyrion's standpoint. So, like I said... And they kind of like blabbing opening remarks before I kind of like did the whole serious bit. Uh, I'm going to try to do things a little bit differently on the show. So I'm just going to kind of give you all the thoughts that I wrote down and then probably just discuss it a little bit so that you get. Yeah, so I figure I'm going to have to do my disclaimer. You're going to hear cars in the background. You're going to hear. There's everything just was wrong with the way I record. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm cherishing on the learning lessons, but like everything is just wrong with the way I record. I know some of you are like are really really annoyed, but anyway, let me stop complaining. So I can't remember if this is chapter six, seven, eight, or nine, but hopefully by the next podcast I'll be able to gather my brains and tell you what chapter this is. But 
in this particular chapter, in the chapter that is from Robert's perspective, not Robert, from Edward. Did I say Robert initially? I mean Edward. Edward. This is from Edward's perspective. So they've left, they've left the North, and they've left Caitlin and Bran behind to suffer the the sorrow of everything. And it's early one morning, and the king has requested that Edward come out to ride with him. So they were going on a, like a they were going into the forest or something. And they went into this forest and they dis- start discussing because they've gotten some news that about one of the either one of the Cheshirans or one of the Lannisters. So they've gotten news that he has defected. So that's one of the guys that are now with Daenerys. And they have they they got word that he's not with them and that he's alive and he's just there when he should have when he should have essentially died. So what happened was when Robert and the when the campaign for the throne was on, what happened was that Robert uh, Edward went to kill the guy and what he found out was that the guy had run off. So he escaped, and so now he was with Daenerys and. Carl, Drogo, and Nate. And Robert expressed his concern because his thing was that he wanted to kill all the Tejirans. And he ended up not doing that because this guy, this one guy, got away. And so now he's worried that because Daenerys is now with the Dothraki, she'll be able to respawn and all of that. And unfortunately, Edda doesn't see it like that because in Edda's mind, Daenerys is a child and she can't really do anything. Robert sees it differently because he thinks all the Tejirans are the same and they're going to spawn and come back and kill Robert and all that jazz. And so they have a discussion as to how they can go forward. Ned is um, calculating or at least trying to calculate how best he can advise Robert to not spill any more blood at this point. And he also kind of reminds him of what happened in the past, how he told Robert, you know, and was end up killing the uh, the whole treasure and clan, with the exception of the guy that got away. But he reminded him that he even killed like a baby, and they crushed the baby's head against the wall, and it was just brutal. Oh, and um, Robert also informs Ned that he's going to make Jamie Lannister. Uh, lord of the I want to say the east wherever John Aaron was he wanted him and, and where John's son can quote unquote pick up um, he wanted him to make him lord of over there the issue with that is that Jamie's father is already lord of the west so I can be mixing up the directional parts but the Lannisters already are quote unquote in control of one of those things. So, but he, the king wants to make Jamie king of the other one, the opposite one. So, if Jamie's dad is king of the is lord of over the west, he wants to make Jamie king of the east, and so on and so forth. Right. So that's the chapter right there. And Ned, of course, walks away with wondering just how sane his friend is, anymore. So here are a couple of thoughts that I just wrote down. The fact that Robert can't see the problem with the Lannisters 
what Delanus does, or at least pretends not to, is disturbing. Even when it comes from his friend, his best friend at that. So I'm referring to the fact that he wants to give Delanus this. And especially given the kind of people that Delanus does are, like, they are dead out to kill you, bro. First of all, first of all, they're, they're together together. Like, you know, like, they're, they're together together. And, like, how he how he doesn't see the issue with giving that kind of power to one family, giving them, at, well, at least uh, power over a horizontal line of, of control, at least. How he does not see the issue of giving them that much power is ridiculous to me. Like, no, it's easy to overthrow you there. And so that lack of foresight is kind of like bothering me. But I feel like he's under some kind of pressure from his wife, from the queen, from Susie. And he's also kind of under some pressure from some loyalists to him as well. To, and when I say him, I mean Jamie Lannister. But how he doesn't see it is kind of like, it's alarming. It's a bit alarming. You're a king. You're, you, you, you're a warlord a bit. So it's kind of like it's it's bothering me more than it should, but it it I mean it bothering me just enough. And oh yes, and I was right. It's right here in my notes. Yes. So the 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 dad, whatever the dad's name is, so Cian and Jamie's dad is one of the West. So uh, Robert wants to make Jamie. Jamie warden of the east and i feel like it's a nice setup by martin it's stupid on robert's part but again i feel like he's like under some pressure and i also wrote down that his anger towards the tigerians is legit but overplaced treachery is right in his home so what i meant by that was that He's right to be worried about the Chagirans because Veneris has, like, an anger issue. He definitely has an anger issue. And, I mean, I feel like with enough... If he was... If Veneris was a lot more humble, he would have been able to rally up enough troops from uh, in the Dothraki to do what it is he needed to do. However, he's not that humble. And... He he could get the troops, yes, if, if Daenerys got a good put in a good word for him. But I feel like the anger is misdirected in this instance, especially given what it is Robert wants to do. So the anger is mis- misdirected, misplaced, and he can't even see that he's about to be betrayed in his own home. And it's a it's a good setup for it's a good setup for his eventual, which I know for sure will be his eventual downfall, because the Lannisters are absolutely something else, and they will take every single opportunity. And funnily enough, that's something that Tyrion, whose perspective we look at in the next chapter, the Lannisters will take every single opportunity that they have to claim what they believe is rightfully theirs. 
and so i'm worried for robert at this point because he can't see the thing that we obviously are seeing but again i roll back to he's under some pressure and not even the hand of the king his best friend is able to talk him out of this mess that he is that he is finding himself in in the next chapter we look at mr Tyrion lannister the smart guy himself the brains behind the operation the real brains behind the operation and in his chapter he has also they have also left the north he went the other direction with Jon snow and john's uncle i can't remember john's uncle's name right now but uh they went the other direction and they are headed off towards the wall and he just went so that he could kind of see the wall and explore and find out what it is that's really appealing up there coming to find out it's bitterly cold it is really cold and his not even the clothes that he brought is warm enough so the main thing that happened in this chapter is that Tyrion went off on the side to read and his other guys are like setting up tents or whatever so he went off to read and Jon Snow comes and he tries to talk to him and whatever and Tyrion promptly tells him in no uncertain terms that he's only there because essentially that's his place but the way that he said it was kind of like kind of like this um but he tells him in uncertain terms that you know bastards and dwarves and um untouchables basically they are the ones that go to the wall and the only reason that he's there is because he's a bastard and his father let him go to the wall because he knew that that was his fate or whatever the case is and he said that because John kind of was, he was observing John when they were walking and he was kind of distressed because there were rapists uh, that were rounded up and forced to go to the wall instead of losing their life or whatever the case is. And he was, John looked pretty much distressed and disappointed that these were the men that were being taken to be on the watch with him. And you know, Tyrion let him know, well, these are, these are the people, these are the people that go to the wall. These are the people that are untouchable, um, that go to the wall. The untouchables, they are the ones that go to the wall, the ones that nobody wants, the ones that society wants. That's all we, and he said we, are good for. And um, Ghost, which is John's wolf, ends up attacking Tyrion. Well, not attacking him. I wouldn't call it attacking him, but he does leap on Tyrion and you know but he but Tyrion manages to get under John's skin and I feel like it was done because he wanted John to kind of wake up to the reality of what the wall is I felt like it was done to kind of get John to understand or to break him out of this story tale this fairy tale vision of the story that he conjured up or, or this fairy tale image that he conjured up in his head about the wall and about the honor of the wall and all that he just wanted to wake him up basically and i mean he did a pretty good job he got john angry enough 
to at least get him, you know, thinking about what his real place was on the wall and everything. And so this is a chapter that he says the Lannisters took what was offered. And, you know, he... I'm having a hard time finding finding words about this chapter because it's just so... The main thing for me, I'm so caught up in the idea of deciding whether or not... Well, no, I think I kind of came to a decision already. He, Tyrion is so smart that he doesn't just rile people up or he doesn't do anything in a void. So quite obviously, this had to be done out of, I guess, an attempt to wake John up from something. Because apparently... Because... These vehicles. So, I've kind of just been trying to think about all week why to kind of pinpoint... I mean, I came up with he would have been trying to wake him up, but like wake him up from what? Like wake him up, wake, and dang, I answered my own question. I didn't even realize. Or at least I think I did. So I guess to wake, the wake, I'm obsessed by the whole point of him goading John because he seemed to like John so much, and for him to just go about goading John now would it. It's kind of intriguing and it's kind of like stumping me right now. Um, yes, he does say the line about the Lannisters taking what is offered and he... Oh, this is... Oh, I know where that line came from. So, Tyrion... I'm sorry, I'm just jumping all over the place. But um, I've been trying to... Um, I'm trying to make some connections and it's just kind of like stumping me in the moment. But... Tyrion's clothes aren't warm enough. This is early in the chapter. Tyrion's clothes aren't warm enough, and so John's uncle offers him like this smelly animal skin food, and he expects him, I guess, to refuse. And so Tyrion says, "The Lannisters take what is offered," and that is kind of dangerous, and it's scary, and it's good. It's scary and good at the same time, and it's so true of what the Lannisters stand for and I so wish that Robert was there to hear that because it would save him a whole lot of danger. But let me stay on the point with Tyrion and Robert. So he riles him up and he's and you know before he seems to like John so so much and then all of a sudden he turns off and he's like this he's he's goading him. I guess at the end of the day he wants to wake Tyrion um sorry Tyrion wants to wake John up to whatever reality that is about to be the wall or the realities of being a man or to not hold on to any perceptions or the spirited perceptions that he will have of the wall. And I think that's just Tyrion trying to get him to be mature and to to, to become more of a man because that's the only real reason I can think of him deciding to go John Lydar. That is the only real thing that I can think about.
But if you guys have a different notion and you're reading the book along with me, or you just you kind of read the book and you just have a different thought process, let me know. Leave me a voice note. Leave me a tweet. I will leave. We will talk about the information just now. But you guys can feel free to have a conversation with me. Right. So, yeah. So, those are the two chapters that I kind of, that I have information on right now. And that, of course, means that this is where the show has to end. But before we end, I have to give you all my information first. You guys can feel free to talk to me either via voice message on this Anchor app. The link is attached to the app. And you can tell me what you think of the chapters of my analysis of the show itself. Um, you can leave me a voice note here or you can contact me on one of two uh what do you call those handles yeah so you can use one of these two handles at msmike 772 that's msmike 772 miss mike 772 and at turbulent book w1 on twitter you guys can leave me your tweets Give me your thoughts, your opinions on the show, on the chapters, on the various characters. No spoilers, please. But for now, I'm going to wrap it up here because this show is already pretty long. I think I probably went over the half an hour, even though I said I wasn't going to go over the half an hour. Hopefully when I edit, it's not half an hour long. But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your company today and every single day. Make sure you follow me. Make sure you follow the podcast. And leave me a great review on apple podcast on oh i'm not on apple yet and it's weird that i'm not on apple yet usually apple is one of the first that you know launches a podcast but anyway make sure you leave me a good review at least on google Podcasts. um make sure you leave me reviews on wherever you get your podcast leave me a good review follow the podcast and share it with your friends i love you so much for being here with me today thank you again i appreciate your company today and every day And I will see you the next time. Stay safe. Stay focused. You guys, I'm gone.